all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey guys. Welcome back for a, our anniversary episode. Yeah, it's officially been a year. Dang. That's weird. It is weird. But also awesome. My, how time flies. It does. So for our anniversary, we, we've gone to help ev- get everyone in the spirit of the season. We've pulled out our list of favorite movies. So get your notes ready. Yeah, so we, we've got a whole writing system. Before we get into the list, I've got a couple fun facts. Throw them at me. So the first, I say this with air quotations, horror movie. It was a four minute long shots of like the interior of a haunted house is a silent film which i i get and i understand for the time it was groundbreaking yes but it was it was shot in uh 1890 1896 which is impressive and it was called it was a french film called le manoir du diable was that mean? The House of the Devil. Ah, of course. And it was just like a bunch of still life on video of like a haunted house. Can you imagine how progressive that was for the time also? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that they would have burned them afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So technically that holds the title of the first horror movie. And then we get into the first like actual movies and those go to 1920s the cabinet of dr caligari Mm. and 1922 nosferatu yes as the the earliest horror movies that hold any type of plot i love my vampires so there you go fun fact (laughs) now i think that this was probably our most research heavy episode to get ready for because a lot of it is just what we know and remember of course but i feel like we had to do a lot of research by research you mean like watching movies well also looking (laughs) up stuff about said movies oh yeah like release years and and it was hard because we want to we want to get all of the a well-rounded horror movie list for you and that was difficult because there's so many and we had to put it into sections to even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. And there was like, there was a bunch that one of us had seen and not the other. And yeah. like, we didn't have time to just watch all these movies. Nope. <laughs> uh, but maybe down the road, we'll do more like specified versions of the list and we'll watch some of the uh, other movies. Well, because movies and pop culture is like your jam. Yeah. <laughs> I will say most everything on here is available stream somewhere yes um if you don't have shutter i'm not paid to say this but if you don't have shutter you should get shutter it's full of like hidden gems well and you guys know that i give tanner such a hard time about his cheese movies those b rates but the last of ones i've picked for you on shutter have been actual good they movies. were actual good ones and i was impressed so, and, and i of course i would love it anyway because it's horror but i want like real so here's the secret for for streaming horror movies if you are looking for something that is not the mainstream because obviously the mainstream movies are on netflix and max and all the big streamers Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a good movie that is not mainstream shutter because those these are all like legitimate movies that were overshadowed by the blockbuster version. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like tons of slashers that are really good movies, but they came out too close to Halloween, so Halloween got all the attention. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sort of case. If you are looking for just like silly, absolute balls to the wall, cheesy movies, Tubi is the oh, app for you. Okay. Which Tubi is free, and everything on there is free. And that's full of, like, the bad B-movies. That makes sense. I didn't even notice that because you always get them going for us. Yeah, so Shudder's <laughs> technically, like, some of them are technically B-movies, but they are still legitimate as far as the the plot. It's decently written. They just might not have had a big budget and stuff like that. Hmm. The Shudder originals are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, they have they good. a decent budget, they have decent effects, and the stories are really good. So, I, I feel like those are two apps. If you have those two apps 
you should be set. Um, the more you know. The more you know. So we have a rating system, and we, we broke down our rating system into categories. Yes. So our categories is the scare factor. That is like jump scares. Mm-hmm. We have gore, self-explanatory. Yes. We have cheese, self-explanatory. Yes. <laughs> we have rewatchability. I feel like that's a good one to list. Because yeah. there could be a good movie, but you could care to not watch it again. Yeah. Uh, and then our last category is the dread factor and the dread factor is how unsettling it is uh how likely you are to have to switch it to cartoons immediately afterwards to feel sane again (laughs) the tanner effect the tanner effect (laughs) and then we are rating these from one skull to five skulls spooky spooky happy october y'all by the way yeah (laughs) let's hop into our first uh group and that is paranormal I love the paranormal movies. They're not my favorite. They probably give you the most ick, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're not my favorite. I'd l- rather watch some of the other categories. But before I had my own haunting experience, <laughs> I watched quite a few of these also. Sorry to have ruined that for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> our first movie on our paranormal list is one of my all-time favorites, and it is 13 Ghosts. Yeah, it's a fun one. Give me your scores. Okay, so my scare factor is a four. Gore factor is a three. Cheese is a one, because I feel like you have to also give credit to the time period that it was made in, which was 2001 for this movie. Uh, Rewatchability, of course, is a five. And my dread factor is a two. I'm pretty close there. I have a scare factor of four, three for gore. I do feel like some of the uh, ghosts are pretty... They're scary looking, but in comparison with other movies on the list, like I've, I think there's only one particularly horror, uh, like gory death, and it's the one where she gets like sliced in half mm-hmm. through the glass. Mm-hmm. I think all the others are pretty mild as far as in comparison to our other movies. For cheese, I had two because yes, given the time period. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. But also, it is kind of over the top. But in the best way. No, in a good way. I'm not saying it's in a bad <laughs> way. Just because the, just because my cheese value gets high, that does not mean I think it's a bad movie. Right. Well, especially for you. <laughs> and then for rewatchability, I, of course, had five. It's also one of my favorite horror movies. And Dread Factor of Two. Why did you have a Dread Factor of Two? Um... So I feel like my dread factor would potentially vary depending on the time of day that I watched it. Fair. That's fair. So the later at night, the higher my dread factor is going to go up. Mm -hmm. This is a movie that I've seen enough times, though, that the repetition of seeing the movie also brings it back down, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I think I go off of my dread factor by how I feel throughout the movie. Like, how on your edge does it have you the whole yeah, time? Yeah, and it, it's kind of like this mix of all of those things, yeah. you know? But with some of these movies that we've seen over and over and over, it brings the, the feeling throughout the movie down. because yeah, it's, you've it's just kind of watered it. down. So it, it's it's kind of hard to remember what that emotional level was at the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a good movie. I do feel like the gore is a little bit, it's middle ground, but a little up there also. Uh, some of the characters themselves, I feel like, are gory. Like the princess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it definitely has some. It's just there are a couple, and I'll, I'll try and remember to mention when we hit these other movies that in particular are so much higher that it kind of skews the the scale for the whole list, if that makes sense also. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like sometimes gore also goes with brutality mm-hmm. because there there's a lot of brutal deaths in this movie also and it may not have the blood and guts behind it but it was pretty rough so up next we have the 2011 possession film the right i did like this i mean of course it has anthony hopkins in it this is probably like the one possession movie i'll i'll watch why because it had a happy ending (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah 
that's fair. So that kind of so my scores scare factor was four. Uh, I did feel like it had a decent amount of jumpy type scares. Gore one. There's not really anything gory that I can remember in this one. Hmm. Um, cheese one. It's it's pretty serious. It's pretty dark. Uh, rewatchability three. I used to rewatch it several times. Um, then I've kind of like we talked about earlier moved away from a lot of the paranormal stuff. And yeah, I, I haven't seen like watched it watched it in years. Um, and then for Dread Vector, I put a three slash four. Again, depending on the time of day, um, I definitely had less dread before my own haunting experience. Now that's a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it kind of just the whole the vibe of the movie of how he loses and then regains his faith in God and how it the good spirituality actually won in the end mm-hmm. is the reason I will watch this one cuz so many of them like don't don't and <laughs> i get i get that it's horror but it's I, nice to have a happy ending too yeah I, to let us know that we can beat the darkness every yeah. once in a while <laughs> uh my scores are the same as yours uh my only difference was the rewatchability i have it at a 2 but that's only because I watched it and I don't think I've ever watched it again. And it's not on purpose. Like, if it was on, I would for sure watch it. Yeah. I, so it's one of those that's a good movie, but you might not seek to rewatch it. Yeah. You know. But you can appreciate it in the moment. Our next one is a classic, right? I would say it's a yeah. classic. The Poltergeist of 1982. I think my dad told me that this was the first scary movie he saw in a in a theater okay and it scared the shit out of him this particular film i'm more like into the behind the scenes fun facts than the movie itself yeah i feel like we would get that more with just it being so much older than we are yeah the the movie i've like had to like soldier through the movie i feel like it's slow and kind of boring and I feel it's like it matches my... the time also, though. Yeah, it does. It's just, it's not my favorite movie. But, on the other side of that, knowing that the film is cursed mm-hmm. is very interesting. The scene where they end up in the ground with all the skeletons, those were actual skeletons. Allegedly. What? How? Why? What? Yeah, allegedly those were actual human skeletons that some prop maker like came across. was like, this would be cool, and uses them. What? And that curses the film. Of course. And several of the actors like died in bizarre ways, either during or shortly after filming. Do you want curses? Because this is how you get curses. How was that not illegal? Because it, it was the 70s or 80s, whatever. Yeah, it was the 80s. So you get away a lot of stuff in the 80s. Wild. Well, my scare factor was a two because, again, I feel like age has a, a play in it. Gore is a one cheese is a two rewatchability is a three because i feel like classics get an extra push in that direction and then dread factors one i was fine yeah i could watch it before bed yeah i probably could too i mean it's one of those that i will watch because it's a classic but i'm not gonna go like seek it out yeah you don't get the itch to watch it no So next up is 2009's Haunting in Connecticut. I have a special place in my heart for this one, I feel like. This is my favorite haunted house movie. So before this movie came out, I can remember watching a documentary with my mom, which I I would have been very young at this age. But I've tried to look up that same documentary, and I I still cannot decide if I... The one that we picked and were watching was the same one or if it was different. Yeah. But we watched the documentary first and the movie followed along exactly with how the, the documentary went. It was very interesting the one we were watching. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, I mean, it's a haunting. So, of course, I'm going to love it anyway. Fun fact, I also worked at a funeral home for a year. <laughs> so add that into the mix now. But it just is a good one and it is scary and... It has left me, if you haven't seen it, there's a scene where the ghost is there, but he's missing his eyes. 
that is probably one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen. Yeah. And no eyes figures bother me still now. Yeah, so my ratings were Scare Factor 4, Gore of 2. I think it had some, but not just a, a lot. A cheese is 1. There was no cheese to this movie. It's it was dark. pure on scary. Mm-hmm. Rewatchability, a 4. Like I said, it was one of my... It, it was my favorite Haunted House movie. Mm-hmm. And then Dread Factor of 4. And I have the same ratings as you do. Back, like, I feel like the first time watching it, it's pretty... I mean, it's scary enough. You got to watch Bob's Burgers afterwards. <laughs> I've seen it enough now that if I if I watch it in the daylight now, I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. If I watch it in the dark now, I would probably feel some type of way. But yeah, it's a good one though. It is. The next one on our list for paranormal, and it's the last one on our list for paranormal. For paranormal, <laughs> <laughs> I have recommended this one several times, and I. I think I just got it out of that clearance bin at Walmart of cheesy horror that movies. That was the best thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where this came from. And it's called Boo. It was made in 2005. So it has that early 2000s feel, of course, but yeah. it's on the cheesier side. Yeah. And the predictable side as <laughs> Worse well. or better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just your typical abandoned, haunted asylum and a group of rascally teenagers is going to go through it. And, of course, it's haunted. So, And they would have got away with it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's good on the scare factor. I have a scare factor of four. Gore is probably a three to four. Cheese is also probably a three to four. Just because of how predictable it is. And it's like not another teen movie mm-hmm. type of thing, you know. Rewatchability is a five because I have recommended it so many different times. And I would say The Dread is a three, because it's pretty scary. I don't feel like there's really much lightheartedness to yeah. it. Um, but it's a good one. So our next group of movies, we, we're probably going to go through these pretty fast, because they are mostly classics. Everybody knows them. But it is also my favorite subgenre of horror, and that's slashers. Mm-hmm. I can't even pick which is my favorite. I can. And it's this movie right here. Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. Well, the- if it has Johnny Depp in it, yes. <laughs> Give me Johnny in a crop football jersey all day. <laughs> now, now I like all of these. and So when we're talking about these, we're kind of talking about the entire franchise and not specifically one movie or the other. Mm-hmm. But for the dates that I have, it is the date of the first either episode or movie, depending on what it is. So, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. Mm-hmm. I love all the movies. I even like the movie that was, like, the newer remake of it that had um, the guy that played Warshak as Freddy. not a fan of that one. I liked it. But it's because I love Robert England. I mean, I do, too. He sent us a, a like, card for our wedding. Yeah, we sent him an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture. It's, yeah, it's a picture of Freddy. And it says, congrats, and it's signed by Robert England, and it's awesome. And it is framed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so for I also tried to, to, for my ratings, kind of think about the franchise as a whole. And it was also kind of hard because these are movies that I've seen so many times, it kind of skews where the numbers are. So I tried to be as non-biased as possible, thinking about someone watching them for the first time. Uh, but I have a scare factor of four because I do feel like it's not a particularly a scary movie, but it's full of jump scares. Mm-hmm. Gore three. There's some pretty gory parts in there. Lots of, I mean, it's obviously fake blood, but there's lots of red paint, you know. Well, they flooded a whole room with it. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> Cheese three. It's not intentionally cheesy, but Freddy's pretty cheesy. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If he was... <laughs> If there is a monster with dad jokes, it would be Freddy. <laughs> rewatchability five. I will rewatch this movie all day, every day, mm-hmm. just for no reason. Like, you want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes, I do actually. <laughs> and then Dread Factor, I put as a two. Like I said, depending on which movie it was and what time of day, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all mine were the same as yours. I really like the next one too. Friday the 13th. And the first one came out in 1984. I have my scare factor is two. Gore is three. Cheese is three. 
rewatchability at five, of course, and Dread Factor at one. Mine's fairly similar. I put Scare Factor at four, Gore's three, Cheese. I feel like I put as three for the like the whole franchise. But Jason goes to space. Was that Jason X? Oh my lord! I had even forgot about that. That's not fair. You can't hold that against him. I can't. I can, and I will. You hold it against his mama. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I had the same as for the other two. But yeah. Oh my gosh! Do you remember Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. So we, whenever that movie came out, we were my brother and I were spending the night at our grandparents' house, which was on a farm in the middle of nowhere and it was so dark and our grandma did not like those type of movies so we were going to watch it after they went to bed she Uh rented it for us by the way it was fine so (laughs) we go to watch it and they're already asleep and it is dark and you can hear the coyotes right outside the window (laughs) oh my gosh it was so scary at the time but that was a good one it's pretty dang cheesy (laughs) yeah because they like in a weird way jason ends up being the good guy (laughs) Of course he is. <laughs> he just misunderstood. <laughs> He's just a baby. So our next film is one of those kind of surprise good movies off of Shudder. This one did surprise me. And that's 1981's Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Now, I totally thought this was going to be like a cheese ball when I so bad. turned it on. I have a scare factor of two, gore one, cheese two. Rewatchability to Dread Factor of one. Now, I have the same ratings except for cheese. I have it a three. But that is mostly, I think, because of the acting. It's very obviously, I don't want to say political, but it's, it's kind of a satire. Like, you can definitely tell they're pointing out some issues in society. And it is very exaggerated. And it's very exaggerated. The deaths, like, aren't particularly gory Mm -mm. it does build somewhat suspense but it never like builds up to a scare Mm -hmm. but it does but it's not a bad movie no it does feel like classic halloween Uh uh-huh like that type of vibe yeah and and that's where i was surprised i was like oh this is actually good and 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 it's one of those that you can watch once and be satisfied but i'm probably never gonna watch it again it did surprise me one of the characters in the movie was the dad from son-in-law do you remember son-in-law with Polly shore her dad is very young in this movie and that was neat little tidbit our next one was also a pleasant surprise too i loved these it's called fear street it's a trilogy it's a netflix original they're loosely based off of the rl stein books fear street but they definitely embellished a lot but I think it worked. It worked. The characters are super easy to get attached to. Mm-hmm. And it's cheesy in all the right ways. Kind of like, and not to spoil something coming up, but it's it it's similar to Stranger Things as far as like nostalgia. Yes. And it points out all of the, you know, they're doing it on, they're doing the cheesy parts on purpose to mm-hmm. give you a nostalgia for the old movies that weren't cheesy on purpose. It's like a shout out. Yeah. Like paying homage to to the ones that paved the way <laughs> yeah it, it, they, they were fantastic as far as ratings i have a scare factor of three gore of five there's some pretty gnarly kills in the movies cheese of two just because not that the movie itself is cheesy but like i said they're they're doing callbacks to other movies and it's just that kind of nostalgic feeling mm-hmm. rewatchability five i'll rewatch these all day every day and dread factor of three Mine were pretty similar. They can't... I, I do feel like on the first watch, they can be pretty scary. Especially the... I think it was the second one where the, it actually takes place during the to, the life of the the witch. Mm-hmm. And it's like witch trial ty- times, yeah. right? So the, I, I felt like that one had some... The first one is more slasher feel, right? Yeah. So they, it all... First and third are definitely slashers. Mm-hmm. The the middle one is like the story to understand what is happening in mm-hmm. the other two. Because it's like the first one gets to a point where you think everything's good and then like, oh, no, it's not. And then you go to the second movie to learn 
the Why? history of what's going on. And then the third movie actually resolves the story. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. This next one is for sure a fan favorite. Yeah, I don't think you could mention Slashers and not mention this one. Oh, I love it. That is 1996's Scream. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Matthew Lillard. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I love this movie because the whole point of the movie is to call out tropes within horror. Yes, it is definitely poking fun at at the classics. But it, it's it's also great because he's poking fun at himself because yes. he also directed yes. most of these other movies. And, you know, we love somebody that can laugh at themselves, too, you know? Just, yeah. It's a good time. It's just all all around a good time. Well, and I feel like it has, I'm pretty sure most people have seen Scream, but the twist at the end, whenever you figure it out, I feel like it's such a good twist. Yeah. It's well done. It has a great cast. Ski Ulrich right with him. Yeah. This next one was ridiculously cheesy. Yeah. And it was pretty predictable. So I started this like on my lunch break one day i had like 30 minutes left in lunch and i was had nothing to do so i was gonna watch a movie on my phone Mm -hmm. and i get about five minutes in and Polly freaking shore (laughs) is on screen crusty and i immediately stopped the movie i was like i'm gonna have to wait till i get home so we can watch this one again (laughs) i'm glad you did (laughs) um so we're talking about 1989's phantom of the mall Eric's Revenge. Yep. And it's just as cheesy as that title sounds. It was so bad. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a scare factor of one. There's like what were supposed to have been jump scares that were not scary. Mm-hmm. Gore of three. Cheese of four. Rewatchability two. I would be down to watch this at like a party or something where there's lots of people to make fun of it. Yeah. To rewatch it by myself, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And then Dread Factor of One, because it was more silly than anything. I have the same as you, except I have Cheese at a five. Now, we have seen Cheesier. I was about to say, I can get a lot cheesier. Like that um, Gary Busey gingerbread movie? Oh, my God. The Ginger Dead Man. The Ginger Dead Man. That was a bad one. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yep. Yep. There's Cheesier out there. Have you ever seen Rubber? We've talked about it, I think. I just, it was up there. It was not the cheesiest, but it was full of cheese. Yeah. Like stinky cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we can't go through classics without mentioning Halloween. Everybody loves Michael. I have a scare factor of two. A gore factor of two, because I don't think they were really allowed to show very much blood back then at least not in the first one you get mm-hmm. into the rob zombie and the newer ones oh there's for all sure gore in those. and i love the rob i i really like rob zombie's movies anyway he's he's his own style he definitely is cheese is a one rewatchability is a five of course and dread factor is a three because he's always around the corner he is how do they run so fast <laughs> and then they're just like bam here slow i am slow and steady wins the race uh, apparently <laughs> You're going to run around that bush? I'm going to be in the laundry. <laughs> so honorable mentions for slashers, just to kind of keep the ball rolling here. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course, is a is a great franchise. I love the whole thing. Along with The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. I love... Well, so on The Hills Have Eyes, I prefer the 2006 version. Yeah. But all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, the very first one is my favorite, but I like all of them. Yeah. You were like eyes. a little girl when that at last year's haunted house when they brought out the chainsaw though. And you wouldn't get out of the way. <laughs> I twisted my ankle. <laughs> and the hills have eyes is just creepy. Well, and especially That's New Mexico for you. Yeah, for sure. Especially having grown up going camping. That that fills my dread factor a little bit more, I feel yeah. like. So our next subgenre is zombies. I have a hard time with zombies. Yeah. So I used to really like zombie movies. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point of around the time Walking Dead yep. and Zombieland came out. And I was just kind of over it. Well, so I liked The Walking Dead. 
but I I didn't finish it, and I don't even remember where I stopped in the series. But it was we just like we stopped like one episode before Negan shows up. Hmm. I don't know. And it's what gone on so much further number than that, that is. But for people who watch The Walking Dead, we stopped one episode before Negan shows up. Okay. Our first movie is Shaun of the Dead. This one I could have put in a couple different categories. I mean, it's a good parody movie. It's goofy. Yeah, it's it's fun. And then another fun one was Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. The only reason we watched this one was because the opening yes. scene has Blake from Workaholics, and I love Blake so much. And he uh, he's <laughs> the one that causes the zombie apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> good old Blake. Yeah, it's that's it's just a fun movie. The gore is really high on that one. I put a five. I put five for gore and cheese. Yeah, but it's it's cheesy in all the right ways. It's a lot of fun. There's zombie boobies. I don't know <laughs> what else you want in oh life. Oh my gosh! Of course. And then, as far as like Zombieland's, of course, another pr- really good parody movie. I loved Zombieland. I watched it all the time. I think it has one of the best opening scenes. Yeah. And they're playing Metallica to open, so it kind of just has to be awesome. Yeah. And then as far as like serious zombie movies, I have 28 Days Later. Yeah, I think I've only watched that once with you. It's pretty intense. It's starring Killian Murphy. Oh, um, yeah. But to, to me, I this one scores kind of higher on the dread factor for me because it's so plausible. The mm-hmm. the virus in this is like an amplified version of rabies. Which our past three years and how the real world has been, that yeah. makes it kind of so not as fun to enjoy. Yeah, but that's it's pretty good for a, a serious one. Our next group is more of a creature feature. Which this is also one of my favorite sub-genres. Genre. Our first movie is a more recent movie, and it's fantastic it has snoop dogg in it (laughs) uh it's day shift it's a 2022 netflix original it's so funny (laughs) and they're vampire hunters yep (laughs) and it honestly could have also fit into spoofs or zombie movies because even though they're vampires there's a good portion of the film that's more like a zombie Mm -hmm. where they're fighting all of them you know Mm -hmm. but it's got Snoop Dogg. You can't go wrong there. And he is, he like shows up with a Gatling gun at one point, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he's like in this denim suit with a cowboy hat and <laughs> it's fantastic. It's very well done. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Must watch. So the next one I want to talk about quickly is the 1987 Predator. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it's got Arnold. Of course. That's the only reason you need to watch this movie. <laughs> That's it. That's no it. ratings. No tips. Just Arnold. Just Arnold. That's all <laughs> you need. Great monster. I mean, he's got monster biceps. Of course he does. I'm pretty sure he came out of the womb with them. <laughs> That's just always been Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's all you need to know about Predator. And then we mentioned Stranger Things a second ago. And we love Stranger Things. It's one. It's my favorite Netflix series by, like, a lot. I feel like it surprised me, too. Whenever it first came out, I mean, we were going to watch it, fine, whatever. But I was surprised at how good it was. And especially during the first watch of each season, mm-hmm. the first season was, like, legitimately scary. Mm-hmm. I felt two and three were not near as scary and more of, like, an adve- adventure. Mm-hmm. But four was straight up scary. Yeah. It like got Vec- dark. Vecna was way scary. Yes. I also just love the all the throwbacks to the, the 80s stuff. And it feels like a lot of those movies. Like, it feels like the Goonies. It feels like, you know, the the way Vecna worked. It felt like Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also love, being a gaming nerd, how much their, like, the core friend group's game of D&D how much it parallels what's going on in their life. And they're all underdogs. Yeah. They're all underdogs kicking ass. Yeah. No, it's one of my absolute favorite series. If you haven't watched it, now is the perfect time of year, too. Mm-hmm. This is another movie that could fit in several categories. I decided to 
go along with what Shudder had it categorized as. So that's how it ended up in the creature features. Hmm. And that's 1987's Hellraiser. How would that be a creature feature? Because they're extra, they're extra dimensional monsters. Oh, this is where I got confused. And I was like, hey, that's cosmic cosmic horror <laughs> yeah it it's te- it could be con- very easily considered cosmic i just didn't want to start a whole another category for cosmic stuff yeah. for this particular list this is another one where i tried to watch the movies back to back to back and i started having weird dreams yeah now <laughs> i i will say one through three are re- like really good movies mm-hmm. after that it gets weird yep and they vary as far as how cheesy they are, how much they even make sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the way the puzzle cube work does not even fit with the way it's worked in past movies. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's almost four and on are their own movies and have nothing to do with each other. Well, and I would, I would put Hellraiser in a classic category. Oh, I would too. But I think it's the cheesiest of the classics. Depending on the, which at one. Least, yeah. At least the most far stretched yeah but they are for sure gory so our next group here is again another one of my favorites and it's the spoofs mm-hmm. because what's more fun than a f- a fun movie that's packaged as a scary movie full of cheese well and the ones i have listed aren't even that cheesy they're like legitimate movies yes but it's It's like the crowd-pleaser cheesy. They're full of irony. Yeah. Yeah. So the the first one, and I absolutely adore this movie. It's not even... It's more of like a a fantastical adventure than a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it's Dave Builds Maze. (laughs) It's on Shudder. I think it's also on Tubi. And... The premise is this guy has a a mental breakdown over not ever finishing anything. (laughs) And while his girlfriend's away on like a business trip, he builds a cardboard maze in their apartment. (laughs) And then his obsession with completing it brings the cardboard maze to life. Mm -hmm. And he gets lost into it. Yep. And then his girlfriend and a bunch of friends like go in to try and get him out because they think he's just like in there being crazy. And then they get in and it's a full on labyrinth. And it's ridiculous. So Scare Factors 1, there's not really anything scary, scary about this movie. Uh, Gore, I put two because it's not traditionally gory. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. But in a way, you could say it's higher, but just different. Because every time someone gets killed, instead of blood, it's like red tissue paper flies everywhere. (laughs) It's fantastic. Cheese, I put four, but in the best way possible. (laughs) And then rewatchability five, I'll watch it all day, every day. And Dread Factor of one, because it's just a fun movie. I put the same, but rewatchability at a two. Because if I want to watch a scary movie, I want to watch a scary movie. But it's so much fun. <laughs> I think it's because I always want, like, how much fun would that be to actually go into a cardboard labyrinth like that? Oh, yeah. As long as, like, we're not having to crawl the whole time, because we're old and our knees don't work anymore. <laughs> then it's fine (laughs) so the next one is tucker and dale versus evil and this is particularly the one that i was referring to when i said that they were full of irony yes because this is just a giant ironic mess of circumstance (laughs) which is life (laughs) these college kids go camping at the lake as they do but the like ringleader is a he's a jerk he's such an ass (laughs) and there's these two like hillbilly dudes that live up there they're just living their best life Mm -hmm. off the grid but these stupid kids keep doing stupid stuff and killing themselves like completely (laughs) accidentally but the two hillbilly guys just happen to be in the area when it happens and so they think that there's like the college kids think that there's a mass murderer (laughs) in the woods the two hillbilly guys think that these dumb college kids just keep <laughs> killing themselves. <laughs> they think it's some like mass suicide event. Oh my gosh. And it's not that funny, but it is. It's a good movie. It's I think it's so funny. <laughs> Our next one is one of my favorite shows, and it's what we do in the shadows. And I wanna say there is a movie 
There is a movie. And we watched the movie first before the series ever came out. And I've heard that if you watch the movie, you typically like it. And then the show is also good. But if you started with the show, you might not think the movie is as funny because it is a lot more dry. Yeah. So the movie came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And it's a mock- It's basically the office for vampires. It's so funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's just, so especially so the later seasons of the show have gotten more crazy because I think, I don't know if it's streaming only or if they have a special cut for streaming. There's a lot more F-bombs. There's though. a lot more F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Well, and the vampires that are in the movie are like high council members that randomly show up throughout the series also so the, the whole thing is created by uh i'm gonna butcher his name yeah but taika waititi mm-hmm. i think that's how I, that's as close as i there. can get it <laughs> but he's he is the director of thor ragnarok yes he's, he's also, also the Korg. voice of Korg. yeah <laughs> but he created what we do in the shadows he's in the movie and he's one of the council vampires that shows up occasionally in the show. I don't remember his name, but one of his bl- buddies is Vlad the Poker. Vlad the Poker, yep. And uh, the, Nos- <laughs> the Nosferatu-looking one is named Peter. Yeah, I love Peter. <laughs> but it, in the show, there's the the four vampires and then the one familiar. Mm-hmm. And the familiar happens to be a descendant of Van Helsing. Yep. <laughs> and he's like accidentally killing vampires all over the place. And I can't even tell you which character is my favorite because they all have a special place in it's my heart. It's definitely Guillermo. He is my really? favorite. I love Laszlo and so much. I love much. Laszlo. Now, I don't love Laszlo as much as I love his like little personalities. <laughs> yes. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and his wife, Nadja. She, oh, poor woman. <laughs> Having to deal with him. Oh my gosh. That's a good one, though. So our, our next little subsection is mostly actually TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all anthologies. The first up is like the tried and true Tales from the Crypt. And we got to meet him. We did. We met the Crypt Keeper. He was so cool. He, he was, was very really nice. Cool. Yeah. I feel like overall these aren't particularly scary, but they are fun to watch. And they they cover a wide variety of like mixes between vampires and monsters paranormal and then just like weird circumstanced murders and stuff both tales from the crypt and this next one stemmed from old comic books uh and this is creep show now creep show was originally two movies that had three stories in it Mm -hmm. then shutter picked it up and made it into a tv show which has, I think, three seasons now and a holiday special. Now, I did not watch any of the original Creep shows, but the couple of the newer ones that we've watched on Shudder were good. Yeah, and again, they're not really scary. They're more meant to point out human flaws in a Mm. fantastical way. Yes. But the, the Creep shows are really good, especially the newer ones. And then the third one on our list is Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I feel like these were well executed too. I really think so. We watched the f- so so far we've seen the first I think three episodes, two or three episodes. Yeah, and these are like legitimate horror stories, just like kind of compressed into forty five minutes. My dread factor on these is on the higher end, but I think it's because like whenever we were watching them, and it started to feel like it was really getting into the meat in it and i was like okay here we go end yeah that's it and i was like wait what <laughs> what where's the rest of this movie <laughs> but in a good way like it, it made sense and it it was what it was but it was like hold on yeah these are definitely good little short stories especially if you only have like 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. to to be able to watch something this is this is what you need to do our next section has my heart to its fullest. And we didn't really know what to call this one. We mostly just called it goth. Yeah, I mean, that, what do uh, dark teenagers watch? It's these movies. Oh, and they're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is movies like The Crow, Queen of the Damned, Underworld, Lost Boys, Ghost Ship. And you have to have Dracula in there. And we have specifically 1992 Dracula. There are 
different Dracula movies that are more my favorite, like Dracula Untold. But I would say those are like classic. Yeah. 90, 2000. Angsty. They're oh, so full of angst. I love them so much. <laughs> so kind of to round out our list, we have a few movies that we couldn't, we either couldn't fit them very well into a category or we didn't have enough similar ones to create another category. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start real quick with Midsummer. This was a 2019 film. I know a lot of like YouTube countdown channels had this as the scariest movie of 2019. It's a very weird movie. Uh, it's not so artsy that it's not any good, but there's a lot of pacing stuff that just, it's very slow dreadful. I have a hard time with these movies because I, I guess it's because it is so slow where I'm just like, come on. But like um, Jennifer Lawrence's mother, which, which was way more artsy. This was not like that. And then um, what's the other one? The Green Man? Oh, The Wicker Man. Oh, so this is a lot like The Wicker Man. Yeah. It's a, it's even the same, a similar type story. But it's just so slow and they're going through, like they're learning how, what this, I don't know if they're, I don't remember if they're Swedish or Finnish or what, but they're in one of the, like one of the Scandinavian countries, mm-hmm. like learning the culture. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to the end, you're just like, what the F <laughs> is going on? Like, yeah. dang. Yeah. And this one is, was also really high on the gore. It's not like the movie is just not constantly gory, but the few things that happen are like intense, intense and enough to kind of make your stomach turn a little bit. Well, because they're also like zero to a hundred right now, yeah. too. It almost catches you <laughs> like you almost get whiplash from how abrupt everything starts and stops at the same time. Yeah. This one, you surprised me on this one because we, of course, have to mention Final Destination. Pick one, any of them, Final Destination. And you told me you hadn't seen any of them. Yeah. How are you a millennial and you've never seen a Final Destination at all? Because I didn't feel like they were like actual horror movies (laughs) okay well i made him watch the second one with the dreaded logging semi scene did you get it after you watched it i mean i've always got the joke well yes but (laughs) you asked why my dread factor was only a four i what i was like how how was your dread factor not a five because i mean of course i watched them a long time ago yeah but having just rewatched that one with you oh my god Gosh, I feel like my anxiety was off the charts the whole time. <laughs> See, I don't think it's actually scary. And, like, I already know they're going to die. So it's well, yeah. not building any anything there for me in the actual movie. It's more just the gag, especially for millennials of, like, <laughs> don't drive behind that semi. <laughs> it's more of a meme. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also mentioned earlier Rob Zombie. So specifically, we have The Devil's Rejects down. And out of House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell, Devil's Rejects is my favorite. But it is super gory. So I say super gory. It is extremely violent. Yeah. And there are some unfavorable scenes that I also have a hard time with, but I still love it. They're not my favorite. Rob Zombie is not my favorite director. Yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's so grungy, but he has said before that he prefers to only make movies that are like in the seventies era because you don't have cell phones. Technology is not all over the place. It's easier to get lost in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But he's an excellent showsman. Oh yeah. I do appreciate like the film style mm-hmm. just the storytelling is not my thing as far as rob zombie yeah. movies but also his wife is in all of them she does a great job speaking of spooky families <laughs> that brings us to our last movie or franchise if you will mm-hmm. and that's the adams family we are definitely adams family over the monsters here in oh, our yeah. house now my my adams family is the 1991 Mm-hmm. movie um but i'll watch all of them uh the goblins like the animated ones that have come out recently mm-hmm. and then of course there's the the classic show and then also wednesday which wednesday was really good too now the the reason 
I kind of wanted to talk about them is how crazy it is that they're a satire, okay? Everything that the average American family is supposed to be, or is, the Adams family does the opposite, just to show how crazy things are. And that's Isn't that why sad? they're all, like, gothy and stuff. But at the same time, they love and support each other so much that mm-hmm. it is, it sets them as to being unusual. But all the other sitcoms, especially of that time... Oh, the honeymooners. The honeymooners. Yeah, and he's talking about hitting his wife the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> but you have these, this family, and all they do is love each other. They're not doing great. anything wrong, and everybody thinks they're weird. And every day I strive to make us more like the Adams family. I think you do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our by far longest episode. Yes, and <laughs> we even shortened it down some. Like I said, it was so hard to try and narrow down even as many movies as we just talked about. Sitting here recording, be like, okay, we got to skip this one. Yep. Running tight. (laughs) (laughs) So as far I do want to get some news out there. We've got big stuff coming out this month. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what it is on this episode because I don't know how close it is to being finished. But be watching our social medias and for sure by the next episode – We'll talk about it here on the show. Uh, Like I said, keep an eye on our Facebook, our TikTok, and our Instagram. We'll be, any sort of news that we have, we'll be there as soon as it's ready. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and supporting us for this past year. It's been awesome. (laughs) Oh, look at him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it, it means a lot to us, every single one of you that listen. Be sure you're sharing with your friends. We we just want to spread the love. Spooky love. Spooky love. <laughs> and uh, yeah, follow our socials. We're on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And then we also have an email address. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Share your scary stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.